Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to one dictionary, it means to weigh in the mind to think about and reflect on. On our Let's Ponder episodes that are shared on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast, we discuss taboo and questionable subject matter. For example, size. Does it really matter? Or do you really want to know the number of partners your significant other has been with? How about being in a sexless marriage? These and other topics are what we talk about on Let's Ponder. Well, hello and welcome to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca, as always. Hope everybody's doing well. It's another hot day here in Washington State. So I'm trying to get this recorded early before it gets too hot. And I have four dogs in my room with me here. Hopefully they don't bark, snore or fart because they are all guilty of that. And now they're all staring at me like, what do you mean? Well, it has been a very interesting week. Um, I turned the big 5-0 on Saturday. The Marine turned 50 plus (laughs) 7. He won't say he's 57. He says 50 plus 7. And we had a really, really fun day. Uh, My daughter wanted to treat us to, we have this amusement park in um in Oregon called the Enchanted Forest. It's more of a theme park, not really amusement, but there are some rides. And I'd been going there since I was a child. Um I think it was put in or it opened rather in August of 71. So as I got a little older, toddler years and up, we went. And I continued going through my childhood and high school and adulthood and now my 28-year-old daughter is taking her 50-year-old mother. <laughs> We had a good time. She was there with her boyfriend. The Marine and I went. He had never been there, even though he was from Oregon himself before getting into the Marine Corps and going all over the world. And we acted like a bunch of kids. And it was a really, really good time. I just have good memories. If you guys ever watch Ghost Adventures, you know, with Zach and uh, Aaron and I always forget the other guy's name. They did an episode in I think it was 2017 um, of the haunted things that take place at Enchanted Forest and it's just this theme park built on it's like 20 acres on the side of a mountain right off the freeway off of I-5 and you can always see it from the road. Well, there were some weird phenomenon type things. And it is a little bit creepy in spots just because of the art type of uh, characters and stuff that they have. And it's like Grimm's brother. So you've got Hansel and Gretel and Humpty Dumpty or whatever, you know, Cinderella, you know, not Disney quality, right? But, um, you know, the gentleman who built it did it from his own hands, pouring one bag of concrete at a time is what he said. And he's still living. He's an older, older, older gentleman. In fact, when I went for my 44th birthday, I got my picture taken with him. So that was kind of a, that's just kind of a neat thing, you know, because it's a childhood thing. 
But anyway, and then we had an open taco bar for some friends and family at our favorite place we go to for Taco Tuesday. And uh, we just had an open bar on Saturday for that and had a great time. A lot of people came and it was just good to see people. And because we are preparing to move, to me, this was like our last birthday in this general area. And I have lived in the Vancouver area for, let me see here, nine. 18 years. I moved here in 2004. Prior to that, I'd been in Oregon my whole life. And so, you know, we've made new friends here. Now we're picking up and we're moving and it's only about two hours east. But still, it's not like something you want to come over daily to do. Um, And we have a lot of things going on over where we're moving, which is a tiny town called Goldendale. But we have acreage outside of town and we're putting in the infrastructure and going to be living in the RV in a barn while the house is being um, completed. So it's quite a change of an adventure and downsizing temporarily until we can pull everything back out once the house is done. A lot, a lot, a lot going on. And to top it off, my son is up and moving to Arizona. And a lot of emotions that this mommy is going through when it comes to him worrying about him and you know I don't think kids ever understand that we worry about them when they're little but then when they're adults we worry more and it's harder because we can't be there to take care of them we have to trust them on their own when they're out driving they're out doing all those other things and we don't get to say hey yes or no we just pray and hope that they stay safe so I'm feeling a little bit emotional today. I don't know. So if I seem a little whiny, that's why. (laughs) Just because I am. But it looks like I've been babbling here for about six minutes. So I guess I should put a cork in it and talk about what we're going to do today. Um, Today, I actually, it's just kind of interesting. It's different. It's not like your typical let's ponder Um, It's a chorus story. So basically, I wrote here, it says, I found a a story on Quora, and it was by somebody who was anonymous. And so my notes here says a chorus story that includes some harsh and fair comments. Some wording has changed due to grammatical errors. And I feel this is good to share shows quickly how someone will judge somebody. Yes, she put it out there. But it was also a way for her to vent because there is no support system, of course, unless they find my podcast. But as I say, I don't condone infidelity. I just provide a safe place for women to share what happens. Um, It helps them to process so much when writing it out and then listening to their own story as well as others. It also helps them decide if this is truly the way they want their life to continue or if they need to make the changes to avoid further affairs, pain, sorrow for all parties involved. As you guys know, I recently became certified as an infidelity recovery coach. So I will be shortly, probably after I get moved and settled into my RV life, um, be able to open up my practice online virtually to be able to talk with people just... um, using whatever video platform is the best and work with couples. I would like to focus more on the female infidelity side of things, but I'm not completely closed off to the male fidelity, infidelity, excuse me. I just have 
my own experiences and all my work and everything involves the women's side of infidelity. Um, and so at that point in time, I'm excited because then I'm going to be able to help people even more. So two things here before we get started with the story. The first one being, ladies, I need more stories. I'm running short. I have worked hard to pull uh, stories from the men's point of view, and that is going well. But I'm noticing that I'm running short. And I have had a lot of people reach out for story guides who have found the podcast. But I'm asking if you are considering, please go ahead and submit it. It doesn't matter if it's super long. Um, You know what I go through, I edit grammatical things, you know, we fine tune it before I read it. I didn't used to do that. But I do that now and it's easier. Um, so if you've been thinking about it, please reach out to me. I want to help you through it. We'd love to get your story. Um, so please, again, looking for many lady stories. Without it, we don't have a podcast. Um, also, when it comes to my coaching practice, I'm wanting to find a good name. Now I thought of no judgment infidelity recovery. But I want to hear what you guys think would be a good name. I want you to send me in your names, the names that that you guys think. I want to talk about them on here and then we'll do a vote. And then I'll pick that name that wins the most. Let's go ahead and get started with today's story. I am going anonymous because my husband is and he might be on here. It was the yearly Christmas party. I had hoped my husband would be home by the party, but they had it early that year. The first week of December. My husband was working in Asia and wouldn't be home for another two weeks. He had been there for more than a month. We have a couple of kids in elementary and middle school. Between work and taking care of the kids, I was exhausted. They were staying at my mom's, and it was nice to have the night off. I had some drinks with coworkers, and then once I started to feel tipsy and wanted to do the responsible thing and go home, I had arrived by taxi and was planning on taking one home. Since the party was in a rented hotel lobby, cabs were always coming and going. A supervisor stopped me on my way out and asked me to stay for one more drink. He is a handsome guy, successful, confident, and he always found an excuse to pull me on to his projects. I would be lying if I said there hadn't been sexual tension between us for a long time. In the couple of years I had worked with him, there had been nothing other than a couple of lunch meetings and some slightly flirtatious behavior mostly just compliments. He asked me to save him from the boredom and have a drink with him. I agreed to just one. So we went over to the bar area where he bought me a drink. I think he said it was a Godiva white chocolate martini. It was good and it was strong. I nursed it because I was already feeling drunk. We made small talk, and like usual, I was really enjoying my time with him. I'm not making excuses, but I had felt so lonely and overworked at that time in my life. 
When our drinks were nearing the end, I said that I needed to go. He said that he had a room upstairs. It wasn't unusual for staff to rent rooms at the hotel or in the area for the annual Christmas party. There is always a lot of alcohol. I said I didn't think it was a good idea. And he reassuringly said, no, really, I haven't had this much fun in a long time. We'll have an after party. I knew it wasn't a good idea, but I was enjoying myself. I remember feeling like I was alive for the first time in a long time. He grabbed one of our coworkers and told them to invite certain people that he named to his suite. He and I rode up the elevator together. He let me into the room and he put his hand on my lower back. Well, my memory was getting foggy but his hand slid down way too low. Like there was no way to even pretend it was an accident too low. I turned to him and said something to the effect of, hey, watch it, mister. To which he laughed and said it was an accident. We both knew better. Everything in me wanted to be there and I knew I should leave. I should have, but I didn't. Soon other people arrived, a half a dozen or so, and there was music, some dancing, and a few more drinks. My memory is totally blacked out for a little while. Next thing I remember was the last person leaving with her husband and asking if I was going to be okay. My supervisor said he would make sure that I get home safe. Next, I remember that we were alone and he asked me to dance with him. I was too drunk to stand straight, so I was hanging on him, and my next memory was him kissing me with his hands up my shirt. I want to say I wasn't an active participant in this, but I was rubbing on him too. I blacked out again. My next memory is lying there totally naked with him on top of me having sex. I started to feel more sober at that moment and it occurred to me that I was cheating on my husband. I must have tensed up because he told me to relax and enjoy it. I said something like, I shouldn't be doing this. Always the smooth operator. Without even pausing, he responded by telling me that nothing is going to change what has already happened, that I might as well enjoy it now and enjoy it. I did. I woke up some hours later with him holding me from behind. I was riddled with guilt for what had just happened. I got up and started to scout around for my clothes. He woke up and got up with me and hugged me from behind. The blinds were open and I could see daybreak was just beginning. My head was still spinning. He said good morning and started to feel me up. He began kissing me on my neck. I said I needed to go and I pushed him off. I scooped up my clothes and then put them on. I couldn't find my panties anywhere, so I left in a dress with nothing underneath. I looked over and he was dressed too and he said I should take a shot. It would make me feel better. I needed it, so I did and almost instantly felt better and buzzed again. He walked me downstairs and tried to talk me into having breakfast with him. 
I told him I had to get home to my family. He knows I'm married. He has met my husband at least 10 times. I felt I needed to say it though to remind him. I got in the cab and went home. Once I worked through my feelings over the next week or so, I realized that my guilt was more than just feeling bad for my husband. I love him and I don't want to hurt him. I don't regret the sex though. It was hot and I lived out some fantasies. I've never had a one night stand before. I had never slept with a boss before and I had never cheated before. I grew up pretty conservative and didn't even allow a man to give me oral sex until I was 24. My husband was only my third partner and the only man I had given oral to. Later, bits of that night came back to me and I remember getting and giving it when he positioned us so that we were in each other's crotches. I don't regret the sex at all, but I kind of wish it was with a stranger. I decided that telling my husband would only make me feel better, so, other than a few friends, I've kept this a secret. Obviously, I think some of my coworkers know. Two things worried me after that night, though. First was that I had not been taking birth control because my husband had a vasectomy. So I sweated that out for a couple of weeks. The second was that I knew, eventually, that my husband was going to see him again. I was afraid that somehow secretly he would know, but it's been a couple of years and he has not found out. I hope he never does. Has anybody else experienced something like this? I know in affairs and with my training, there is the accidental affair. And this is a prime example of what happens in an accidental affair, even though many people say this is no accident. And you're right. She uh, knew she shouldn't have been there, and she chose to go up to the room knowing those risks instead of just leaving. Um, But they call that with the one-night stand, the accidental affair with alcohol and all of that involved. It's still not an excuse, but when I'm working with people on different types of affairs, this is a situation we have to work through. So if her husband was to find out, they would have to deal with that because it wasn't an ongoing thing. It wasn't um, an addiction. It was, I'm drunk, I'm lonely, and I made a poor choice. I, I've i never had this happen. Um, and I know that still to this day, I'm haunted by my past Um, When I was married to my husband that had passed away, I would have nightmares, and it's continued on with the Marine, that I did it with somebody, somebody that I know, nobody that I would even think about, you know, it just comes into my head, apparently, and I panic, oh my God, I've cheated, I've cheated, I can't go back, I can't go back, I can't, and I'm so thankful when I wake up, because I did not cheat. And it was all just a bad dream, but I think it's my own past scaring me or working with everybody that, you know, because I deal with this infidelity stuff day to day to day. And so I I can't imagine actually waking up and saying, oh shit, now what? Um, in her situation. I'm just thankful it's been a dream, but have you guys had that happen? 
I'd like to know a little bit about it. Doesn't have to be a disaster. I'm just curious if anybody's had a situation like this, like hers. I would like to learn a little bit more about what happened. Um, but I want to move on to the comments. So I'm going to say if it was from a man or a woman and what they had to say. So hearing the story as you heard it and being fairly open-minded as most of you are by listening to the show because you can relate in some form or another, I want you to share quickly the judgment that happens. And granted, this is on an infidelity page where people talk about cheating or have been cheated on. So the first comment was, let's see here, uh, a man. I think you put enough detail in this that if your husband does happen to read it, he will be able to put two and two together. You have some spline in to do, Lucy. Her name isn't Lucy. It's just from the TV show, I Love Lucy. And a woman commented, oh my God, that is too friggin' funny. Another person posted, I don't know if it was male or female, and they said, I feel bad for your husband. Keeping secrets is becoming a new way to sustain the relationship like marriage. People are falsely involved and they call it funking love. Funking love, okay. By doing so, they are insulting both love and the institution of marriage. And a man commented on that by saying, yeah, this chick sucks. I hope her husband left her and she's miserable. Truly hate cheating hoes. Then a woman commented on that one and said, no, I disagree with you. This lady did something which she has regretted since and has no intention of ever repeating. She lives with her guilt and punishes herself enough. What would be gained by telling her husband? Unburdening herself, sharing her guilt, and making him feel bad and insecure in the process, ruining what is otherwise a good marriage. I am very clear, I don't cheat. I believe in monogamy and the sanctity of marriage, but I'm also a realist. In the ideal world, that is the way it should be, but sometimes things happened. And were my partner, husband, or other half to make a genuine mistake that would never be repeated, I would not want to know. The damage caused to the relationship would be irreversible. The trust would be broken and very difficult to repair. Any time he was late home or I rang and couldn't find him, my imagination would go into overdrive, so my newfound insecurities would ruin the relationship even more than his infidelity, which I knew nothing about. Finally, and I've given this some thought, likewise, were I ever to cheat and the guilt would kill me, but I would never tell anyone out of respect for my partner. I would not really want to make someone else a party to my deceit or have to lie to my partner on my behalf. I like the way this woman wrote all of that um, because I was in that situation where all of a sudden now everybody else has to lie for me. It's, uh, yeah, been there. Okay, so back to the original story and a new comment from a man. First, your supervisor took advantage of his position in your inebriated state. Further, if you don't regret the sex and you still have the same supervisor, you will probably cheat again. Second, your husband deserves better. Too many people know what happened and sooner or later he will find out. He will probably find out through either one of those few friends that you told, a disgruntled coworker, your supervisor's next victim, or someone will put a bug in your supervisor's wife's ear. That's tricky to say. This information is already water cooler gossip at your workplace and on the grapevine in your circle of friends. Your husband does not know it yet, 
but you have already humiliated him by making an object of derision and or pity for a number of the people he knows and interacts with. What's he going to think when he finds out that your boss has been laughing at him behind his back and probably to his face? And you still work with that dirtbag. So don't be surprised if your husband does not believe you when you try to tell him that it was just a one-night stand, particularly if he finds out from somebody else. Please tell your husband before it's too late to save your marriage. I'm sure you will get different advice from some others, but keep it in mind that others who cheat are likely to advise you not to tell. As someone who has been married for nearly 40 years and has not cheated, I know that the only chance of restoring trust and saving my marriage would be if she came clean. Good luck. I like his comment. He's pretty straightforward on that. And then another man commented, Good story, but I'm going to take the flowers out of the script. Quote, husband was gone a lot, end quote. Quote, flirting with boss, thought nothing of it, end quote. Another quote. Uh, Went to the Christmas party alone. Quote, enjoyed boss's attention while getting drunk. Quote, think he put something in my drink. Quote, went to an after party in his hotel room. Quote, playfully fended off advances. Quote, don't remember anything until getting laid. Quote, woke up feeling bad for my husband. Quote, got away with it. This story is right out of Cosmo. You blamed your boss, your husband, lack of experience and drugs and alcohol for your decision. This is how Hollywood movies and romance novels depict affairs. I'm assuming you don't regret the sex because you're pretty sure he's got some side chicks too. And he probably does. I don't think this is a true story, but if it is, I'm glad you have a marriage happy enough that neither of you question the other's devotion. And then a comment based on that from another man was, I feel upset for your husband too. I hope he has had his affairs and secrets too. You deserve karma. But how has the boss man behaved towards you since then, and how does he act around your husband? I think people should just stop getting married. No one has integrity or honor. And then next person, it was a woman, and she commented um, on that, guys. <laughs> so they're just comments on comments. Well, I wouldn't go that far. This woman didn't, and many others, and men also. I'm not sure quite what that is all meaning. It sounds strange. I also hope he didn't cheat and was a stand-up guy and a father. She won't get her karma if they both cheated. Remember, two wrongs don't make a right. And you're right. We've talked about revenge cheating, and it does not fix anything. And both people do not feel better at the end. And then, okay, a new comment based on the story from a man. I empathize with your husband and also with you. We all make mistakes and poor choices, yet we have the ability to take ownership of our actions and learn from them. And he goes on to say, You are living a lie and your marriage is now an empty shell, a sham. Perhaps it gives the appearance of a stately oak or maple tree, but one that has rotted from the inside out and is no longer living. Trust and respect have been destroyed and love cannot exist without trust. Why are you still in the marriage? Hopefully it is because you still wish to love your husband. Carrying your shame and guilt is not noble, nor will it resolve anything. If you truly respect your husband, you would be truthful with him and allow him the freedom to understand your positions and actions, which in turn can lead to forgiveness and healing on both parts. 
For other people to know of your affair, yet not your husband? Not healthy. And then a woman commented on that comment, and she said, I think the man has had his eye on you and a well-thought-out plan. I also think he put some sort of sedative in your drink, which is a crime, by the way. And if you were blacking out during the act where you barely recall, what he did counts as sexual assault. What I'm getting from this story is that there wasn't entirely consent. If conception was a concern, then no precautions were being taken. He put you at risk for things which may not even be curable, that you may have passed on to your mate. It sounds like you need to talk about it, but you are the victim of a sex crime more than a cheater. And then here's the end here. From a man commenting on hers, this comment, commenting on the comment, he says, She is an adult. She made a series of foolish choices, even though the red flags were there left and right and center. She said she enjoyed it. This is not a victim. This is a participant. And that concludes today's Let's Ponder episode. Just a reminder, I am still looking for little short summaries of uh, three ways gone sideways, meaning you brought somebody else into the bedroom, it didn't go the way you wanted, and things went downhill from there. Disastrous one night stands, as well as fighting over sex. How did you resolve it? How do you want to resolve it? And where are you now with that? So I'm looking forward to receiving that information. From anybody who would like to share, always know it is anonymous. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. She was not in a position to deal with the emotional turmoil that now completely overwhelmed us as a couple, and herself, and Richard as to whatever the fuck they were to each other. It turned out that she had just that day told him she would meet him in a hotel. Beyond that, she said she could not see anything. His stopping for a cry was his joyous reaction to that prospect. Very soon after his stopping for a cry email, Lisa emailed him to say that I had discovered the affair. He was angry because of the timing. I don't think he believed her. I think he thought she was changing her mind about meeting and lying to him. His mails were a smorgasbord of emotion and confusion. His immediate reply was a list of short questions along the lines of How did he find out? Did he find out? What is this all about? How come now of all times? What have you done? Why? To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. 
Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.